Introduction to the Wonderful Adventures of Fra the Phoenician by Edwin Lester Arnold. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction by Sir Edwin Arnold, KCIE. In the garden of my Japanese home in Tokyo, I have just perused the last sheets of my son's philosophical and historical romance, Fra the Phoenician. Among other scenes, I might be led to analyse, to criticise, perhaps a little to argue about the singular hypothesis on which he builds his story. Here, with a Buddhist temple at my gate, and with Japanese Buddhists around me, nothing seems more natural than that an author, sufficiently gifted with imagination and study, should follow his hero beyond the narrow limits of one little existence, down the chain of many lives, taken up link by link after each long interval of rest and reward in the paradise of Jodo. I have read several chapters to my Asiatic friends, and they say, Oh yes, it is Ingwa, it is Karma. That is all quite true. We also have lived many times, and shall live many times more on this earth. One of them opens the shoji to let a purple and silver butterfly escape into the sunshine. She thinks some day it will thank her, perhaps a million years hence. Moreover, here is a passage which I lately noted, suggestive enough to serve as preface, even by itself, to the present book. Commenting on a line in my song Celestial, the writer thus remarks, the human soul should therefore be regarded as already in the present life connected at the same time with two worlds of which so far as it is confined to personal unity to a body the material only is clearly felt it is therefore as good as proved or to be diffuse it could easily be proved or better still it will hereafter be proved i know not where or when that the human soul even in this life stands in indissoluble community with all immaterial natures of the spirit world that it mutually acts upon them and receives from them impressions of which however as man it is unconscious as long as all goes well it is therefore truly one and the same subject which belongs at the same time to the visible and to the invisible world but not just the same person since the representations of the one world by reason of its different quality are not associated with ideas of the other and therefore what i think as spirit is not remembered by me as man i myself have consequently taken the stupendous postulates of fra's narrative with equanimity if not acceptance and derived from it a pleasure and entertainment too great to express since the critic in this case is a well-pleased father the author of Fra has claimed for romance the ancient license accorded to poetry and painting, pictoribus atque poetis, quid libit audendi semper fuit aqua potestas. He has supposed a young Phoenician merchant, full of the love of adventure and endowed with a large and observant, if very mystic philosophy, such as would serve for no bad standpoint whence to witness the rise and fall of religions and peoples the adventurer sets out for the tin islands or cassiterides at a date before the roman conquest of england 
he dies and lives anew many times but preserves his personal identity under the garb of half a dozen transmigrations and yet while renewing in each existence the characteristic passions and sentiments which constitute his individuality and preserve the unity of the narrative the author seems to me to have adapted him to varying times and places with a vraisemblance and absence of effort which are extremely effective a briton in british days the slave consort of his druid wife he passes by daring but convenient inventiveness into the person of a centurion in the household of a noble roman lady who illustrates in her surroundings the luxurious vices of the latter empire with some relic still of the older republican virtues hence he glides again into oblivion yet wakes from the mystical slumber in time to take part in king harold's gallant but fatal stand against the normans he enjoys the repose as a saxon thane which the policy of the conqueror granted to the vanquished but after some startling adventures in the vast oak woods of the south kingdom is rudely ousted from his homestead by the foreigners and in a neighbouring monastery sinks into secular forgetfulness once more of wife and children lands and life on the return of consciousness he finds himself enshrined as a saint thanks to the strange physical phenomena of his suspended animation and learns from the abbot that he has lain there in the odour of sanctity according to indisputable church records during three hundred years he wanders off again finding everything new and strange and becomes an english knight under king edward the third he is followed to crecy by a damsel who from act to act of his long life drama similarly renews an existence linked with his own and who constantly seeks his love she wears the armour of a brother knight and on the field of battle she sacrifices her life for his yet once more the long spell of sleep which is not death brings this much wandering fra to the reign of queen elizabeth and it is there after many and strange vicissitudes he writes his experiences and the curtain finally falls over the last passage of this remarkable record such briefly is the framework of a creation which while it has certainly proved to me extremely seductive as a story is full i think of philosophical suggestiveness as long as men count mournfully the years of that human life which m renan has declared to be so ridiculously short so long their fancies will hover about the possibility of an elixir vitae of splendidly extended spans like those ascribed to the old patriarchs and meditate with fascination on the mystical doctrines of buddhism and the vedantas in such a spirit the egyptians wrapped their dead in careful fashion after filling the body with preservatives and if ancient tombs have the seven sleepers of the koran the danish king who dozes under the castle of elsinore and our own undying king arthur do we not go to see rip van winkle at the play and is not hibernation one among the problems of modern science which whispers that we might if we liked indefinitely adjourn the waste of corporeal tissue and spread our seventy or eighty years over ever so many centuries but to be charming an author is not obliged to be credible or what would become of the arabian nights of gulliver of the best books in the library 
Personally, I admire and I like Fra enormously, and being asked to pen these few lines by way of introduction, I counsel everybody to read it, forgetting who it is that respectfully offers this advice until the end of the book, when I shall be no longer afraid if they remember. Tokyo, Japan, April the 14th, 1890 End of Introduction